Let's go. Good evening. It's Monday, which means it's time for Enterprise at 8. Or should I say Star Trek Enterprise at 8? Because now we're in Season 3. I have to put Star Trek on there. Uh, this is Live Along and Podcast Star Trek Enterprise Rewatch Series. It's been about 20 years. 20 years? That's right, Trip, since tonight's episode, The Zindi, first aired. But we're just getting started here at Enterprise at 8. Or Star Trek Enterprise at 8, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jody Simpson, and of course with me is my co-host and the man who has thankfully never once said please disrobe to any of us, Adam Woodward. And I never will. Excellent. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. You as well. All right. And of course, uh, joining Adam and I tonight is Live Login Podcast, awesome producer, and the man who is not sure why, but he's just itching to kick the hell out of you, Dave Mater. I'm intransigent, Jody. Intransigent? I know it's, what that means. Don't you worry. It's yeah. probably because he he does he wants us to disrobe. Maybe and we yes. wouldn't do it. It's a See, placebo out every, effect. Out of everybody on the panel, Dave would be the one that would ask us to disrobe, I believe. I probably would, yeah. So yeah. You know. All if right. it's for live long and pride podcast, for sure you would. Every <laughs> time I do something with Dave in the real world, I have to buy an outfit for some reason. <laughs> you too. All right. Anyway. Uh and of course, who could forget the man? Who the term delicate is not a word that we can associate with him, Kevin Millard. Hello. Yes, that's very true. Very, very, <laughs> very true. Uh, as I said, tonight's episode is the Zindi. This is the 52nd episode of the series. And this uh, this episode is six weeks into the Delphic Expanse. The crew is tipped off by a freighter captain who knows of a lone Zindi working on a remote mining colony. There you go. So we have to find out about the Zindi. So so we were off for three weeks, but in in when this aired, it was what like I guess almost six months probably went between when we yeah, we, so yeah it was around there. I kind of liked that we uh, left there on the on the cliffhanger, if you can call it yeah. a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. But uh, more of just a, just just angry Archer face. That's really all it really was was the cliffhanger. <laughs> Angry He's Archer like, face, yeah, and I had to kind of be. Where did we leave off? Where, you know, uh, oh yeah, they did. Didn't they you attacked. destroy some Klingons along the way there at the end? They did. Yeah, yeah eventually. Yeah, that's old news. The Klingons are not the the threat anymore. Nah, yeah. they attacked. We, we have a new threat. They went after the Everglades. And the worst thing is, they killed Trip's sister. They killed Trip's sister. And you don't kill Trip's sister and get away with it. No. No. Uh, Anybody else's sister, no problem, but not Trip's. It was there was all the destruction. They found this um, um, deep fried Zindi in the the capsule. Well, uh, and the thing is, during COVID, everybody got one of those air fryers, right? So right, they, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and we even see the we see the NXO two in this uh, kind of like previously on Enterprise. This is where we left off, you know. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. mentioned the whole thing, and then gonna be this is where team. the episode actually starts is with this yeah. Zindi Council meeting. And this is kind of one of the first times we learn that the Zindi really aren't just one entity. They're actually, there's five separate species, species of them. Yeah. yeah. There used to be six, but we'll find that out later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so we have the bug one. We have the kind of weird looking bug ones. The reptilian, rep- they're re- reptilian, reptilian ones. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we have the underwater ones. Yeah. Uh, well, here, here are the other two. So th- this one, he's a, a prime. They call him primate, I guess, like the, the human version, I guess, of yeah. Zindi. And then there's the marsupial, who are like the 
that who's in the, the background here they're like the sloth zindi i guess or whatever it's like a fucked up justice league <laughs> <laughs> or uh yeah what's the what's the opposite of the justice probably be league, big better movie though legion of doom legion of doom yeah they're like the the yeah and we can see here that these insectoids are not playing around they must be destroyed the insectoids are literally the only ones out of all the zindi who are like let's just kill everything and the reptilians are it. often on that same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a, a shot of the marsupial Zindi, uh, who clearly is not a threat, and that's why they're in the background. Yeah. Just and the then background. here's the aquatic Zindi, who are they have like hands and everything, is which makes sense. They they would have to be able to move technology around. And Do they like ever become a threat? Do they the, ever? The aquatics. Yeah. Um, um, I don't. Their think ships so. are cool. Uh, yeah, their ships are neat. But they, they, they it's they, generally the reptilian ones, the human ones, and once in a while the insect one. Yeah, but you, if you got into a fight in the water with one of them, it wouldn't be fun. No, but all but, you have to do is just avoid water, and you automatically take out one fifth of their attack force. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and so in the case of the aquatics and in the insectoids they just give us like the whale sound and the like insectoid like like yeah they do a little ticky clicks and the uh, the other three get to like speak in what we would understand so there's the council Uh, two from each um subspecies or whatever uh as we find out in the episodes comparative to like humans and neanderthals but Neanderthals were still mammals, like they weren't insectoids or anything like that. But yeah, we learn later on in the episode that you know they kind of share all the same DNA, and then they have kind of a little bit of an offshoot for each one of them. Right. So. But but when you were introduced to this, like, didn't I thought this was really cool? Is like you. Yeah, this you've was got neat. A, yes. This you, was. You've neat. got you've got a whole race here or culture. Planet. Pardon me. That is defined or not defined by one particular, you know. Um, superior or perceived superior this is like every is equal here there's definitely different like way different than you'd ever imagine yeah you know humanoid to insect that's crazy well this is kind of it is a very neat idea i think that it's something star trek doesn't do enough of of like that there's there's a good chance that two sentient species two or more could develop on a a single planet it didn't happen on earth but it could have uh, if the Neanderthals had, or the um, who are the other ones? The Denisovans or this other human offshoot that didn't survive? But they, I don't know. Those dolphins creep me out. They do. Um, Never know. Like anyway. tadpoles. And these insectoids are pretty. Apparently, um, we're going to see later in the season. We're going to see what's his name, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, as an insectoid yes. Zindi. And apparently, yeah. it's like when he almost quit acting. One of one uh, of his first uh, <laughs> one of his first bigger roles, I guess. Yeah, he was say, like yeah. it was so it was so miserable being in that makeup all the time that yeah. he almost like yeah. left acting. And then he got but the definitive acting. voice is there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, and then now we're here, guys. Not just Enterprise. It's now Star Trek Star Enterprise. Star Trek Enterprise, right. and more than that. We've got beats. It's been a long, long. Which is kind of weird because when you think of it, this this arc is probably one of the darkest parts of the show. So yeah. why is it such an upbeat? <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird. It's so uh, they made it worse. How does Rick take such a piece of shit and make it worse? They, they worse. did it. They did it. And not just a little worse. <laughs> so much worse. Yeah, like, they did it. I, wa- sure. I almost want to go back now and watch 
it's making me miss the old opening that I never watch. I will touch the sky. Oh, how many how many minutes do they shave off? Do we know that? Oh, who cares? No, it's, I don't think I don't feel like it's I, 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 I don't, don't think, think they shaved it. off anything. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's pretty much just... the same like they just added that little backbeat to it. Yeah, it's like it feels oh, faster. It feels, it feels like it feels faster. faster because of that beat. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, go in, I'm gonna go and time that. You know, all right. You do awful. I'll come uh, back next week with that. All right. Yeah, but when you, you compare them like side by side, it's it, it's just like this is yeah, it's too upbeat. It's like why like I I think that changing the name to Star Trek Enterprise was a good move. I think that's what they should have always done. <laughs> well, yeah, it was uh, two yeah. years too late. Yeah, yeah was, a little late a little late on that one, but all right. Yeah. But the theme song, it's like at this point, you got like you, you can't kind of go halfway with your theme song. You you've already <laughs> done it, you know. So, what anyway. a shocking, terrible choice! Yes. Like I, I just I don't get it. The show is starting to get good, and then they take the opening, and they're like, <laughs> "Yes, yeah, let's just put this piece of shit in." Well, front. And, <laughs> and this season is is arguably probably one of the darkest seasons in Star Trek. Like it's, there's a lot of bad <laughs> things going on in this season. And like, you get this nice uppity music. Yeah. It's like the Spanish like guitar. Captain, we're going to watch yeah. Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. Then, like, yeah. It's crazy. The second ca- Captain Kangaroo reference here on live long and podcast in as many days. Um, but yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, it came out. Adam brought him up the other day on the, uh, the class uh, pro. oh the class pro. pro well yeah. i listened to that today that was good i haven't listened to it yet uh okay so the theme song remix aside for the uh the dance yeah, let's just let's the... just jump over that yeah. yeah we get we get here the enterprise uh, at warp uh i presume in the expanse but it just looks like normal space um well least... they're in the expanse at this point and guess what guys much like myself they got a command center, you know, so that's 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 cool. Um, and retrofitted, yeah. Uh, because now we've hit the the Federation has determined that the Zindi are a massive threat, and now we need to have a warship. So but that's just what one. we're doing. Well, it's just the only one they got. Command center. <laughs> so if they send if they send those other ships, like it'll take them ages to get through the expanse. Right, so so Archer comes in looking grumpy with Tapal and he's Reed. grumpy the whole episode. He's grumpy, he's grumpy the, the whole season. Yeah, the whole season is pretty grumpy for him. <laughs> Grumpiest Archer. But anyway, we find out that like he he talked to some uh, freighter captain that had like a lead on a Zindi, yeah. and uh, and Reed's being all like, "Well, sir, I don't like the look of this, and we we should get some information." Turns out to be right because they're gonna that you know these people they're going to go see are shady and. There is a security threat here. So and really Reed is actually Archer's... right and doing his job all at Correct. the same time for once. Correct. But uh but but Archer not having it. And Archer's like, what did this room used to be, Malcolm? He goes, Well, it's I don't know, some storage room. He's like, What's it now? A command center. Oh, why? And he goes, Well, because we're trying to find the Zindi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you then know. he walks out. Yeah. Is there anything else, Malcolm? Anything else, <laughs> Malcolm? I got an army now, Malcolm. Yeah, and, and, and like, you should know better. We should have left them pinned to the hole. Yeah. <laughs> this this command center is fine. I guess they need it because they need like an observation lounge or whatever. It's somewhere to talk, right? Yeah. Right. But shouldn't the bridge be the command center? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that its function? Yes. <laughs> but you know what on on naval ships though there's a command That's center right. and then there's a bridge we have yeah, there's okay. definitely the bridges are separate yeah okay right. i would didn't i didn't know that 
Yeah, yeah well, there so, you go. Uh, he's like, well, apparently they used to keep spare parts in here before they turned into a room with a bunch of screens on it. Well, they um, listen, Dave, they had nothing but time to do this room. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can replicate anything and just make a new room. It can be, you know. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, Reed's like, well, he's, he's a grump. All right. Well, and then we get the, the mess hall scene here with Hoshi uh, getting her salad and we meet the Makos guys. Um, Hoshi says hello. The major here, um, Major Tom, is that his name? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Uh, major Hayes, played by Hayes, Stephen Culp. Yeah. He's like, we'll see a bunch of him this season. Um, we'll see more of him than anybody else at this table. Yeah. Well, no, here's Daniel Day Kim from Only in Lost. three episodes. Is, is, that, is that all we get from him? Because yeah, this really. is right before, this is 2003. So this is before Lost. This is also before he's also a massive fixture in video games. So he play he has the well, he does the main character in all of the Saints Row games. Uh he does a whole bunch of uh video game and uh animated stuff as well. So right. Before he's, this, he was on a, a Voyager player. episode too. Um where yes. he, it was like the skyship yeah. or you know, it's like that time dilation episode. And, yes, uh, yes, yeah. I remember that one. It's actually yeah. not a bad episode. He's pretty good in that one. Uh For a Voyager he, episode. he played um uh um it's a character's name on Lost, uh, John uh, or Son. Uh, no, Son was the wife. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was John. I think you're right. Yeah, um, and uh, he was good in that as well. He's been in a bunch of stuff. So good I'm actor. Yeah. Good. Was, this was quite the fine for them to get him as like this background soldier guy, because um, he went on to have a pretty impressive career. He should maybe been the major, but he's not. Um, yeah. We get, we get this guy, uh, Stephen Culp. So uh, they kind of I don't know. There's a little. A little bit of uh, talking here. Do you guys have your space legs yet? But they're effectively the Marines. They're the they're yeah. The, that's they're exactly the, what they are. Yeah. Space Marines. They're the space. So Marines. Make, Mako stands for Military Assault Command Operations. Yep. Right. Yep. And they're from a United Earth military. They're not. They don't work for the United States specifically. They work for Earth. Um, yeah. So, or they serve Earth, which is cool. But they're not Starfleet. They're they're a separate organization. No, uh, they're they're a branch of the military. But yeah, they're they've been put on the ship as part of a a, a charge option. So, yeah. and, and since we're talking about the military, I'll go ahead with this. But they're they're shown um, the Major Hayes. He would outrank rank a lieutenant, so but he still calls Reed Sir. Yeah. So. I thought that was, yeah, because uh, at this point, Starfleet's not using, uh, seemingly so, is not using the lieutenant commander rank. We never see a lieutenant commander on yeah. Enterprise. And a lieutenant commander is the equivalent of a major uh, normally. Um, right. So, I mean, or, or they just decided that Reed's going to be in charge. Well, it's also a Starfleet vessel. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, well, we learned later in the episode that Reed is supposed to be in charge. It is his call. So, and in the mirror universe uh, that we'll see later in season four, uh, Reed is a Mako. He's a major in yeah. with this with this organization, um, which is more integrated with Starfleet in the mirror universe. But um, he'd yeah. be a lot happier with the Makos. Yes, I don't know sure. if he'd be happy anywhere. Yeah, that's true. No, no, he's not. But yeah, but, the, uh, yeah. Uh, Hoshi can detect his the guy is from Duluth. Or something he's from yeah i like i like the thing that he says he goes you know give her enough time and she'll tell you what street you grew up on yeah it's <laughs> it's good like, line. yeah it's a good line it's a good line yeah. there's actually a couple of good lines in this shit in this episode. i was like and then host this will be pretty much it for hoshi in the episode other than when yes. she does a, she pushes a few buttons later on but it was nice that they gave her a quick moment uh in the episode uh, reminds us that she was in this show yeah, yeah. she's on the show <laughs> so, so is mayweather by the way uh 
I don't even remember Mayweather in this episode, so that that's interesting. He he doesn't even say much at all. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just flying the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a glorified extra sometimes. Um, and so yeah, the next scene we get here Archer and uh, Tucker. They're talking along. They're 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 talking about all like the weird stuff happening in the Expanse. And this is another example. Oh, they, I love this scene too. They come out to this bay here, and like yeah. the cargo bay is like. It's not a gravity plating issue. It's just weird how like the Something, stuff is. Yeah, the gravity is just going nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So that like the it's floating, and then it, all of a sudden it will like just swing to the other side of the room. And the, like... the conversation at the end of the scene though is great though because yeah. Archer's like Archer's like oh uh, you know is there anything explosive on here? He goes well I'd know by now. Whoa! Look at that face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, well, I kind of know. Well, if there was that. something bad would have happened and already. That, that's actually those two examples. That's the kind of dialogue that's been missing. Yes, from this show. Yeah, so far. Like, yeah, the, the writing, the writing, in my opinion, gets a lot better in this season. Um, and even the storylines overall, even though this is more of a serialized storyline, um, it's it's very DS nine ish, I think, uh, in the way of the writing. Yeah, there's a lot more drama in it. They're trying to do that. There's more like, conflict, yeah. To, to varying degree, like we're gonna see how we feel about the end of the season, but I think it was the it was wish you kind of wish they were doing it earlier in a lot of ways. Yeah, if they started it off this way, they probably would have been better off for sure. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, next scene is in sick bay. Flox is analyzing the DNA of Zindi, I think. Yeah, the dead Zindi that was uh from Earth. Was the dead Zindi from Earth. Yeah. Yeah, so he's that they found nice. out of the probe, right? And he's like, "Oh, it looks like kind of reptilian or stuff." And he kind of, he's kind of like giving us some exposition about that. But really, it quickly transitions into this conversation about uh, Tucker, and yes, that he's grieving for his sister. And he and uh, he asks to Paul, who, by the way, has also left the Vulcan High Command, is is no yep. longer with them, and is now uh, in like a basically civilian wear, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, until later on in the episode, then yeah. she's in the blue garb. Yeah. Um, and so he said, can you help? Can you give the Vulcan hypnotherapy to Tucker so he can sleep because he's having a lot of issues? And, uh, you know, she's like, well, he, he doesn't have the discipline for it. <laughs> Whatever, you know. I love, she goes, I doubt he could sit still long enough to get through one. Yeah. one Which is kind of true because uh, he's always moving. Yeah. Like it's, you, you never see him just sitting oh, He's got a hell of a teacher, Jody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what it means. There would be a couple things moving. That's all I can say. Um, anyway, so she's he's like, well, you know, he does have a dead sister and all that. And maybe you could help him out. You know, The worst thing is he says that with a smile. Yeah. Because he's flocks. Yeah, he's like, well, everything's a positive. Well, his sister's dead. It feels like he's playing more matchmaker here than he's playing doctor. But yeah, I don't know. Kind of, well, that's kind of the undertone. right? He, he like, still has, uh, you know, um, post-traumatic stress from being in that chamber with her you know when she was throwing himself oh yeah her. yeah he's like well he's, i gotta get her hooked up with somebody so that <laughs> yeah never again. happens again yeah <laughs> we gotta get this chick laid because she's just doing nothing but trying to kill me yeah maybe maybe he's trying to um treat both of them separately you know two birds one stone um okay so then the next scene is they get to the planet uh, and they fly down to meet uh, the the guy who runs this mine or whatever the heck it is, uh, this facility. 
Well, it's some sort of mining facility, but they don't really get too far into it, do they? Trellium D. Trellium D is what they mine. There. Oh, that's right, which is uh, used for uh, hull plating. Hull plating or, and stuff, yeah. yeah, instead of geranium. Anyway, it's apparently uh, pretty good stuff. So it's it's Archer and Reed heading down here. They meet up with these guys, and they all have these breather things on, um, indicating that the air quality is very toxic. I think there's also some lines about how toxic the atmosphere is. Yeah, he says something like Flock says, oh, we're fine for a couple of minutes. We don't need the EV suits. It's like, I don't know yeah. if 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 a couple of minutes is the only thing that determines whether you're dead or not, I probably would have wore it anyway. Yeah. And there's a <laughs> yeah. few, there's actually in, in the video game Star Trek Online, you can wear a full EV suit, but you can also just get this thing called a rebreather. And it does yeah. kind of, it's it's like basically this face know. mask. Yeah. Face mask. So anyway, they meet these guys uh, who take Reed and Archer to meet the. Um, this this guy the 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 guy they're here to find out what the zindi about he's a he's a character indeed uh what is this character's name okay i don't even quite recall um he's almost got like a island of dr moreau kind of thing going on i think he's just called an alien foreman i don't think he has a name but he's played by stephen mcaddy who, if you don't know, yes. is is um, uh, from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, where he played that Romulan senator Vrenak. He's like, it's a fake. Oh my god! Same you guy. Know? Same oh. guy. <laughs> that I didn't know. Canadian actor, actually. Um, he's and, got. Uh, he's almost got a uh, Christopher Lloyd type vibe to him. Yeah, you know, he's really good in this role. I was like, I know this actor. I'm watching it the whole time. I'm like, who is this? And now, yeah. And he's constantly like, pulling that mask Yeah, he pulls the thing jump. over and breathes for a second. And then he takes it off again, yeah. Takes it off. And he basically, he wants payment for, he wants precious metals for uh, his, uh, for this information. And basically. So when they decided it. to make the, the party for this, were they like, let's find the two most absolutely irritated people and put them on the planet? Like they, uh, they, it's reading, it's reading, uh, Archer. Archer. This one. It's like, wow, you really didn't want to make a good, nice first impression. Did you? No, you may be saying Hoshi and to Paul. Yeah. Yeah. If, send if some you. nice people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they agree that they can strip down some of their engineering parts to get some, um, uh, platinum so they can trade. Yeah. He wants liquid platinum or something. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, okay, well, we want some proof. You have this Zindi and he, they're like, oh, here you go. And they hand him this cloth. <laughs> And it's a it's his thumb or finger uh, <laughs> yeah. in there, man. So you know he's, he wanted to see it. You know, there. Why would you? Why? How could you do this? You know, how Archer's you like you didn't even jerk it before you gave it to us. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. So anyway, so they take that back. There's your proof. So then the next scene is this dream sequence here. We get with um, yeah, Trip. This is the nightmare that he's having, where he's a kid. And his sister is also a kid, but then she's suddenly grown up to um, always having her her milkshake with a strawberry on it. Um, yeah, who buys a, who gets a vanilla milkshake with a one strawberry on it? Like, like commit, would you yeah. get a strawberry milkshake? <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it's a little. She deserves to die. Here she goes, and she's like, "Hey, this is um, this character we never met. The sister we never saw." And was barely, well until it was convenient. Until, it was, until we needed this, but they're like, okay, yeah, we ha guess what, Trip? You have a sister, and she's dead. And the worst thing about this entire dream sequence is his shirt. Yeah, like that alone is sacrilegious. But like, we got a shirt that this kid can wear, and also adult Trip can wear. You know, because the the outfits yeah. have to be have to match up. Um. Anyway, so then we see she's like, "What are you saying, Trip? What's that?" 
he's like, you got to get out of the line of fire here. Uh, but it's... Okay, this big, huge thing's coming towards her. There's no fucking way she could run anyway. She Jody, it's a dead. dream. It's oh, a dream. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. This felt like Terminator, like in Terminator 2. Just getting excited Linda, here. Linda Hamilton is like, you know. That's right. Fence, oh, yeah, you know? where she's on the fence and she's like. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Felt a lot like that here. And then he wakes up, you know, and. Um, sweating away. Sweating away. Traumatized. The, the wow. trauma. You know, and this is again like I think that's uh, on Connor Trenier's resume, though, is I could sweat really well. We talked we talked a little bit about this in the last time, but you know, they, they, like I think post 9-11, this is what two years after 9-11. Yeah. This was they were still trying to find ways to uh, nice incorporate and fresh. this. Yeah. yeah, and so I feel like it's definitely connecting to that. Um absolutely knowing someone who died in a senseless act of violence. Um and uh speaking of which, let's analyze this severed thumb. Uh, that we found, and that's what comes next here. Flocks <laughs> uh, also found it distasteful. He's like, "You can look at this. Brought me a hair, you know." Yeah, a hair would have surfaced. Flocks, <laughs> be awesome if Flocks was like, "Why did you cut off his finger? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just bring me him? Jesus Christ! I know you're angry today, but like, come on, Archer. <laughs> <laughs> Who pissed <laughs> in your cornflakes?" Yeah. yeah. Uh he's like, well, guess what? They're the, the he is Zindi, but he's not exactly related to the the guy who attacked Earth and he kind of explains that they're two species that evolved from the same planet but are not the same species technically. But um, I also think it's interesting our, that the we have enough computer power now that we can actually generate what the being of the DNA would look like. Yeah. But our um genetically closer than we are with chimpanzees yes is what he said yeah so they're not entirely different species no oh yes it's our david's here it's our zindi arboreal not a marsupial arboreals and marsupials are different i'm not a zoologist but yeah um we're doing a podcast on the internet man relax our boreals <laughs> live in trees. Don't, no, marsupials don't. Is that what he's saying? I okay. guess. I, I think marsupials also can live in trees if they choose to. He also he's also <laughs> pointing out that it did happen on Earth. There were hundreds, many humanoid species on Earth. I don't know about many. There was like maybe three or four at one time. They murdered and bred with each other. Yeah, that's true. Um, long time. Guys, bred. we're watching a fictional episode of a starship. All right, let's yeah. move on. All right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, anyway, all that's broken down. And then next here we get, uh, Trip comes in to talk to Phlox basically about his, his nightmares and his headaches. Can he be stronger? No, we're not doing that today. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. You don't add him. It's going to turn into a four hour fucking episode. I'm Let not him say his piece. Let him say his piece. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you here to? Um, oh, we uh, can't hear you, Davin. Oh, that's a shame. All right. Are you here to, de- <laughs> anyway. to debate the finer points of our arboreals versus marsupials? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. yeah. Yes. Let's go now. Hear me now. Yes. All right. Yeah. Hurry it up. All right. Well, it, it's very important, actually. We can't like misinform our listeners here. There's enough misinformation on the internet. So a marsupial <laughs> is an animal. Like a kangaroo's a marsupial, right? Oh, hold on. And a sloth is an arboreal. I'm so, yes. 
They're but they both come from Australia. So okay. Was... So marsupials have pouches. Right. And there is only a single marsupial that why am I echoing? Unclear. Oh god. Do you guys hear that echo? Yeah. Oh fuck. I'm out of here. Do you guys hear that echo? Yeah. All right. Let's move on. I'm on headphones. It can't be me. So uh, I muted and it was it's him for sure. It's him for sure. It was probably coming from his phone. If he can hear it, then it's him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Uh, He's like, um, don't worry. I'm arranging for you to hook up with DePaul. It's going to be great. But he doesn't tell him that directly. Um, Yes. But Davin's right. Marsupials and arboreals, two different types of things. That's fantastic. (laughs) Still a bloody fictional episode of the show. Let's move on. Oh, crap. Dave was right. It was my phone. So, so marsupial has a pouch. And there's only a single marsupial that doesn't live in Australia, I believe. And I believe that would be awesome. Now, an arboreal is any creature who decides to live most of its life in the tree. So we so, don't know if the uh, Cindy arboreals are mammals, reptilians, some other thing that's not even related to Earth. We don't know that. All we know is they like trees. Right. Uh, the Zindi Arboreals. Yes, the Zindi Arboreals. Now, I figured you guys were talking about the theme song, so I figured you probably wanted to hear my reggae version on the UK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, Actually, yeah, I was looking forward to that. Come on. Get, get, bring, get, it get, get, All get, right, oh, bring it back. Give him. Bring it back. Where'd he go? Oh, he's gone. Oh, he left. All right. Good. All right. All well, right. <laughs> I mean, how unfortunate. All right. Oh, damn. All right. Anyway. So, uh, this time it's Archer, not with Reed, but rather with Tucker, bringing down the liquefied platinum, mm-hmm. which uh, and giving it here to Stephen McGaddy. Uh, that's quite the honker on him, eh? Yeah, well, would have been awesome that. if he had grabbed it and gone, It's a fake, it's a fake. It's a fake. <laughs> that would have been amazing. If he, had done that. Uh, he is so he's he's good in this episode, he's just a creepy character. Uh, anyway, actually, so... if if Davin is still listening, we would love to have you play that at the end of the episode. Yes, sure. So we can we can look forward to that if you'll if you'll do it. At the briefcase, they bring it in here, and they're like, "Okay, we want to see the Zindi." So they finally uh, bring him in. Uh, he's not having a great day. Oh, he's lost his finger. Yeah, eh, he's got a bunch more. Gets his liquid platinum, and uh, he first he's got this scarf over his face, looking. Very ominous, and then uh, he's like, oh. "Oh, it's his index finger, I guess they took off of him." Yeah, here. And Seemed a little small for the index finger, but yeah, I'll overlook that. And then we get to really get a look at this guy. We get to meet this this character. Uh, this, which Zindi. he's a familiar too to Star Trek. Yeah, and so he's a Zindi primate. We would call him the the human version of the Zindi. Uh, or the closest to us, uh, you know, and he's kind of like, you got to get me out of here. He, this guy is very desperate. He's not, he doesn't know anything about this bigger plot with the Zindi and the humans and all this and the t- temporal cold war. Seemingly. He's just a guy trying to get out of this, 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 this prison, basically. Um, 
and they're talking to him and they're like, and then trip snaps. We see trips. PTSD is having a strong effect on him. He throws this guy against the wall. He's like, I'm not here to play games with you, you know? Um, and you know, give him some of that Jack Bauer justice. Yeah. He's really know? pissed off about it. That's right? for sure. Sometimes you got to take these terrorists and you got to, you got to show them, man. You know, um, that's isn't isn't it at this point? You know, the captain should maybe identify that trip may be not balanced right now, and the right, the right guy for the job. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think the captain is either. Yeah, like, they're both. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, and, and DePaul, DePaul's having her own issues. So the command structure of this entire ship is kind of messed. Um, yeah, like no, Reed's yeah. not all there either right now because he's pissed off because the Makos had to come in. Yeah. Right, so maybe Hoshi should be running the ship. I don't know. Maybe um, or Mayweather <laughs> might be better off. Yeah, and here we get to Paul now in her blue outfit, uh, talk trying to talk to uh, Archer, which they do briefly, and then they kind of lose communication. But and then we find out there's these other ships on the way. Uh, yes. Archer loses communication, and then he feels they figure out that they're locked inside, and that that, that Stephen McGaddy is uh, looking to uh, actually. He has more nefarious goals. He just he wasn't just interested in liquid platinum. He wants to like actually uh basically enslave the Enterprise crew and turn them into mines. Oh, uh, you know, if you're not if you're not trading, you're enslaving. That's right. just how it is. Yeah. yeah. The Zindi guy starts laughing at him. He's like, You're a bunch of idiots. You know, <laughs> you are so stupid. Didn't you have a tactical officer who told you that this would be a bad idea? <laughs> yeah, he came okay. down earlier. <laughs> I got a you know how the Vulcans were freaking out because these guys were going into the, the, uh, the expanse. Yeah. yeah. And they've been in there. What a good six weeks, eight weeks now. Yeah. It's yeah. six weeks later. Yeah. So the worst thing they've had is their crew, their stuff in the, in the hold shift around. Yeah. That's so far. Yeah. yeah. It's going to get way worse for them, but yeah. well, hold on. I mean, you know, so far we're good. Yeah. Yeah. The only issue really has been that, that the, the cargo flies across the room. Uh, but the expanse and... is also very big, hence the name. Right. Well, people mine there. They got jobs. They, yeah. they're, they're, they're busy. It sounds yeah, like it's a good economy. I don't know what the problem is. There's a booming mining uh, market coming on here. Yes. You know, like, um, I thought everybody would get turned inside out in there. Yeah, but apparently exactly. it's populated, so no big deal. Right. No, no problem. Well, they're not in the they're not in the stretchy inside outy spark of uh the oh, okay. uh, expanse yet <laughs> yeah oh yeah when they've uh, we found the klingons turned inside out and they were still alive yeah we haven't seen anything like that we haven't seen like the uh, event horizon it's stuff happen is, I don't think we ever get to see it which is unfortunate yeah i don't remember any episode where there was inside out klingons no no i don't think we've seen that i do love this scene though with him with him at the microphone though Talking to talking it's to Paul. So yeah. creepy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he's such a creep. And he's like, yeah. she's like, I just talked to Ar Archer a second ago. He's like, oh, he's indisposed. Yeah, he's uh, currently uh, looking for figures to chop off. That's what we do down here. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, that seems weird. Hmm. But she's kind of on to it. You know, he's like, it's okay, love. Call back later. You know, I like how the, the, the residue of everything is like all over this microphone, too. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that. It's just so dirty and so, so dirty, nasty, sleazy. Place. I think is the only way to really kind of go, like characterize it. Um, I like how he has the little monocle, though. I love yeah. that. Yeah. As he can look at things and examine things. And then 
Um, I think what does DePaul say to read here? Oh, you need to like go and rescue the captain, basically. Take and take the well. Bios. You go. She goes. Yeah, you got one hour. You got one hour to come up with a plan or something like that. Yeah. And uh, make sure the Makos are included or something. Yeah, yeah. consult uh, what's his face, Major Hayes. Major and this Hayes. this next scene's great too. I love this. Yeah, the 30... in this scene's great too. <laughs> what uh, he's like? What sewage takes on a whole new level when it's from thirty three different species? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yes. I love how there's foam though. The foam is what does it for me. I like how they're keeping their arms above the you know. Yeah, and, and I almost, I almost threw up when and when they're about to climb out, and a little piece gets stuck to to Trip's face. Oh, like, yeah. Trip has to go down to hit the lever, Whoa. and he like gets to like the the level is like right here, and you can see all the little yeah. floaty. There it is. You can see all the floaty. And then he and pulls stuff. his head up, and there's some stuck to his chin. I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah, maybe amazing. you should have worn an EV suit. I think this uh, might be Reed the best right. episode of Star Trek ever. <laughs> yeah, and like, and and and, and uh, T'Pol's gonna want to rub him later after all this. Oh yeah, you know, so. <laughs> that's after he has what three showers? When At he least he better. Yeah, yeah. He said he's already had three showers and he still has to go do it. And spends time in the decontamination chamber too. Yeah. Well, they he... they mentioned that later on. Him and him and Reed are like, well, we did get past the biofilters. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that doesn't come for me. Yeah. Uh, so they, they then they oh and then they start climbing up the shaft and what's also gross is they just went through all this sewage and now and it's dripping on the people. It's dripping below. down. And no one's, no one's gonna worse than Trip, who's at the bottom of the yeah. Movie. Poor Trip is just getting this shit on. And, and like even like his face is like yeah. and Archer's like looking up, but it, but if you notice Archer is like pulling his head back yeah. while he's going up, he's like this right. Whereas Trip's just like ah, I already got shit on my face. It's fine. <laughs> Might as well just get it done. Next scene with uh, back on Enterprise, it's Major Hayes and Lieutenant Reed, and T'Pol comes in to get a status with the two of them. And, you know, and Reed doesn't like Major Hayes and the Makos being here. You know, he feels that he, his team of security um, personnel are... Yeah, they've done so great so far. They've done so great here on yeah. Enterprise uh, over the years. I didn't even team. know they had a security team until the season's second season. Yeah, and they're like, they everybody's... The they didn't ship. they just cobbled them together with a crew you want to be on security okay <laughs> you're in yeah exactly uh, get, can't anyway so like, <laughs> we can use some more doctors but fuck it you can be a security phase cannons what are those yeah yeah uh, so they, they come in next tuesday they come to a conclusion here that reed will be in command but he's going to take the makos and leave the security guards here major hayes is making this argument well it makes more sense for your boys to stay here so that they can protect the ship with they know the best they know the ship the best we're we're better off to go do what we do which i which think is... is a very valid statement like, yes but he doesn't like the subtext he doesn't reads, like the he's like no he's just being a dick he just doesn't think i got it in him and we know that uh that reed comes from a long um well, military, military family at royal yeah. navy family which i don't know how well they get on with the royal marines but uh there's the he's like I've well, known these they, they drive them places that's pretty much it yeah well don't get it i i always think that the marines have this crazy ego about themselves compared to the other military well they have to because they're in first yeah reed, reed well. continues to be my least favorite character on this whole show yeah it isn't gonna get any better for you I'm just oh he's know. not my least favorite <laughs> i'd say yeah oh. he's probably my least favorite on this show like mayweather and in, in she don't talk so you can't i hate mayweather worse. but he's not he doesn't do anything that really kills me no, he, whereas he, reed constantly whines 
It's yes, like he does. Hey, it's like picking Mayweather is like picking a guest star as your as your yeah. least favorite. Like yeah. he's barely in this show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I, but like, a, I don't, I don't dislike. Only here when he needs to. When I like all these characters. Uh, I just feel like they're not used always in the right. They're way. not used. The I right don't ways, like. Yeah. I don't like Reed either. I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get back onto the plot, guys. Uh, with the um, here we got um, the guy who runs the prison. Creepy dude whatever. with other creepy, creepy dudes. dude with one of his other creepy dudes. Um, and they're like, oh, those the, the two of them escaped with the Zindi, and they're like, well, let's find them. And we see them crawling <laughs> through this plasma hatch elevator shaft. So they're like, let's just divert the plasma. That'll take care of the problem. You got all this. You got Which all this. True sewage on their on their faces yeah going oh yeah one like lands here right on trips head. oh yeah like just like, yeah i don't know what that least... is but if that's crap <laughs> i want to meet whatever did that at least it's blue like it's like, not is it some sort of <laughs> unicorn species or Ugh, it's, it's something yeah. that poops snow cones i also i also <laughs> like the fact that it kind of it kind of eventually just kind of falls off, which is great. Yeah, I yeah, it's just like this sludgy thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, here comes the rescue mission in the shuttle pod. Um, Reed with the Makos. Oh yeah, here's 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 Mayweather. He is on the show. Um, oh, there he is. He actually says the one thing to Major. They should have just called him Waldo, so you can like in every episode <laughs> you could be like Spot Waldo. <laughs> yeah, he's like I thought like we're finally give you some of your character and now we're going to bring in all these new Mako characters who we're going to have to give lines to and we're going to have to um take even more dialogue away from Mayweather. Um anyway, here we see them here they're in the the mate the shaft and see McGaddy's like, "Well, let's just burn them out." Uh Sounds reasonable. Yeah, get the plasma going here. I'm not sure why you would design a system where you could reverse the plasma and have it go into another tube, but hey, all the power to them. Well, yeah, they 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 run a prison. They have people yeah. that might be escaping. How they're even climb? How they're even climbing this thing? I'm still a little bit unclear on because, like, they have yeah, a, there's there's grooves every so often. Yeah, but there's so, but they're they're not so yeah. often. They're like almost the height of a person. These grooves, uh, the the space in between. No, because you're seeing him holding onto one, and there's one by his belly there. So but I never see him. I never see like them pulling themselves up to the feet. next one. Um, it, I was, how it would be a very tough climb. It would look like a very tough climb. Not only that, but look at all the crap on his hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're covered in shit yeah, from 33 species, um, and they're going along here. And uh, then who they changes the lights in this shaft? That's what I want to know. Maybe they're LED. Like the maintenance men at this place must be just pissed off all the time. Yeah, we see that the the the, the superheated plasma is coming. They're like, well, we need to get to another juncture. It's too too far to go up, and and he doesn't really. The guy Zindi doesn't really know. So they're like, okay, yeah. we gotta go down then, and. They don't know if they're gonna make it. And as they're trying to get out of there, like I think the Zindi guy, he's such like he's such a like a kind of a not a great guy. He tries to like um, get himself ahead, and he almost pushes Trip into the tube, uh, which they all they all would have died if they didn't get this hatch closed in time, right? So it's also like um, the recklessness of the Zindi himself because if, if they don't close the door, they're just they're still gonna get burned by the plasma. I'm gonna be back. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but they managed to get it close in time. Uh, and, but they're not too impressed with this guy. But just as, as like uh, he sees that, oh, here are the the prisoners, like the people who run the prison, This whatever this is. 
they they capture them. He tries to like throw them under the bus. He's like, these it was all their idea. They were gonna escape, you know. And uh they weren't they having can, any of it either. They were just having like, it yeah, whatever. They take the him to Stephen McCaddy, and he's yeah. like, Yeah, you guys are too much work. You guys are you're a pain in the ass. So I'm just gonna have you guys shot. Um, take them to the surface. I don't know why you have to take them to the surface to shoot them, but you had to take them to the surface. Eh, you know. So you don't have to carry the bodies. Up. Um, anyway, they're, just, up. they're taking them up, but here, but at, in, at this moment, here comes the cavalry. The the, the makeup. by the way, we're an action show now. We're an action show. Well, I feel like this is like I was like, well, yeah, like I could see a point or a purpose for Starfleet commando type. Oh, I thing. like the idea of the Makos. I think it's something that it. Well, it, we we're always led to believe that you know the Starfleet isn't supposed to be a military organization. Blah blah blah. This ship is now strictly military. That is their goal right now. That's so, their current mission. Yeah. Yeah, kind of makes sense. I like. Yeah. It. So they and we've talked about they kind of they kind of go back. And we got a little bit how, of that with DS Nine. What do you think about it? When you think about it, like what what are like why do Marines exist? Because people who work on ships don't have a need to fight all that often, like not hand to hand. Um, so you having some infantry uh who are specialized in this stuff makes sense. Um you know what though, it feels very unstar Trek-ish though to have the military wing on board. Yeah, and well, I know I know we've seen it in other shows. I know we have. It just feels awful. well. That's essentially what the roundabout or the uh, not the runabout. The uh, what the hell was the ship on DS Nine? The runabout? No, the Defiant. The, the Defiant. Defiant. Yeah. That's basically what the Defiant was. The Defiant was the military. The Defiant was a warship, but the Defiant yeah. was was built to fight the Borg originally, and then sorry, like, I should have said it a different way. It, it feels odd to bring in another branch of a military into a Starfleet. Yeah, I can understand that. Controlled. Yeah. 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 It, it just shows but, to me. But this it shows is also to me that, the early days of the right. Federation. So and I think they're just overwhelmed the and they can't right? they can't manage it. Right. Well, I think they also progress later on in, in the timeline. They progress to a society where does they don't need to do that. It's all one one stretch. If they gotta fight, they fight. If they don't fight, they don't fight. Like I think having a Starfleet Marine Corps <laughs> is a good idea, especially in war certainly in wartime, but even in non-wartime, because you know, how how often do you are you dealing with hostage situations? Are you dealing with um prisoners, things like that? Is Star Trek the military? Kinda, yes, kinda no. It's kind it's um but but the Makos don't aren't actually Starfleet at this stage. They're just uh, Earth nope, military. They're just they're just another branch of the military on Earth. And, and Star in the way that NASA is not technically the military, right? But, yeah. Starfleet. Yes, uh, I guess Starfleet is the military. It I'm is. Sorry, they yeah. fight the wars. They're the military. They have court yeah, martials. But, but Kevin, at this point, they don't. They're not. They're not. It's not all integrated. It's, I don't think this is all separate right now. Sure, exactly. but at this yeah. point too, okay, they were Earth was attacked. Who's going to fight? Starfleet. Starfleet's they're the, the military. Bus. Like they're a military. Unless, unless the military has their own ships, which I don't think they do, right? So it's uh um, yeah. well, they probably have their own ships on Earth, but yeah, it's maybe nothing, like, nothing in ugh. space, I'm guessing. Look, you're right. They're trained. They know what to do. They can handle it. But I just don't think Archer. I mean, he wasn't. He was not prepared for everything that's out there. No, Archer just no. thought this was going to be a nice little, you know, hunky dory trip around the universe, and uh, you know, it'd be fun. Let's meet friends. Meet yeah, meet, let's make some friends. It turns out nobody's really all that nice. 
<laughs> seems like most people are going to try to kill you or kidnap you or enslave you. Well, in a way, even though the Vulcans, in, in a way, are almost the bad guys in this show, uh, you know, they're they were also right. Like everything wants to kill you out here. Like it's 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 there. There's no the rules don't apply. Like yeah, space is trying to kill you, as Gerardi would say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so like it makes sense. I think that having them and really like this whole this whole situation was written to this episode, so we could see these guys come into action. I feel yeah. like with the whole war of Afghanistan that was really kicking off yep. around this time too. Oh yeah. And this the, and this like a coincidence. Let, let's beat our chest about the military and all these things. I yeah. think is is you can feel it. Um. In this this deck this. 2000s era right because it was like okay you know this long era of peace has come to an end the war on terror is taking us to afghanistan iraq whatever if you're american um and that's that we need to get with the times be more pragmatic this this this, what year did this come out this was 2003 2003. yeah yeah people were still buying personal parachutes at this point like yeah Yeah. and worrying about anthrax attacks and yeah it it was a crazy time. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, look at the airports. I mean, the, the security levels all increasing like crazy. And yeah, yeah, it was a tough time. Right. Yeah, I never to used to take that long to, to, get, through, to get through security back then. And now we all had to get passports to get to go to the States. That was that was new. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to just <laughs> drive over the border and be done with it. Yeah. Here we are yeah. 20 years later and it's all kind of normal to us now, but uh, yeah, just yeah. the way it is. But uh yeah like there's definitely like all this was kind of going on and i think it's important how it's informing this show uh and then so after they kind of like defeat the the bad guys here in this scene like the the zindi guys like well you got to take me with you and, and arch is like i yeah i don't know if we do you try to sell us out you <laughs> yeah, know? i don't think he's we like, do he's like look, I look, at the, look at all this shit on my head do you look think i need sh- to go with you <laughs> covered in 33 shits um <laughs> 33 shits exactly and and <laughs> there's some sort of snow cone species in this you universe and i am not happy this thing on my head it's not uh, a snow and cone. honestly blue is like the worst flavor for for snow for cones snow or shit cones. yeah well, both they all just <laughs> but it's all for naught because this indie guy he gets shot as soon as he gets like up to the surface here yeah by yeah. these guys and so he's like uh so he doesn't live for very much longer after this yeah uh, but here oh, i but love we, this though we get this oh, glory shot here of like the, of the marine the makeup he's like oh look i, I got a scope it. oh look. <laughs> a phaser with a scope i love it yeah and then he like looks right at this guy and i like the fact that it retracts too that's a great idea yeah i love it blows this guy up and he's like yeah <laughs> cool like, man america i mean starfleet <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no the vibe they fly out of here uh oh they both find shuttle the- pods which is rare for this show yeah they had the two going here they had both of uh, them going the guy that had to change the decal on the two different ones man he must have been pissed yeah you're the only built one and then he she says to whoever this guy filling in for mayweather who talks just as much as mayweather yeah Let's... why isn't mayweather here <laughs> he's, he's like, in the shuttlecraft he's flying the shuttle oh that's right he's flying the shuttlecraft because no one else can do that yeah yeah right. And so he flies off here and they, they go to warp. And then they said that they, uh, in the captain's log, we find out that they were chased for a couple while, but they couldn't keep up. And yeah, uh, that was that. So they got away. Uh, Archer's had a shower and then he comes in and Flox comes in to tell them the Zindi guy died. Um, you know, but he did give me the, uh, the coordinates before he left. He died. He said, you would get it. 
So my only question about this scene is wouldn't Flocks know what coordinates look like? Like he's a pretty bright guy. Yeah. He's like, he left you this message, sir. Do you know what it means? Do you know what this means? Yeah, they're coordinates, you dumbass. Like Flocks is on this mission too. So yeah, it's 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 you would think Flocks would know what's going on here, but anyway. Anyway, and then in the next one, then we get uh, well, yeah, great scene. Reed and uh, and and uh, Trip talking. I guess that you know about how many showers he's had. Uh, Trip goes over to sick bay, gets his like he thinks he get he's getting uh, an injection here for to get to some sleep, but it's a placebo. Yeah, I got some ethic questions going on here. <laughs> like this is, uh, I don't know if you should be hypo spraying somebody with nothing. Yeah, that he's like, hey, can, like you take, idea. can you take this pad to DePaul? Which is, uh, you know, um, every considering that Denobly and medical ethics are all about consent of the patient, it feels yeah. incredibly this like sounds a little out of character. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, oh, what he doesn't know doesn't hurt him. <laughs> exactly, <He's> like, <laughs> and he calls over, he's like, Guess what? He's gone his way to you, sub commander. Do they still call her sub commander? No, just to I Paul? don't think he did. He just said to Paul, yeah. I hate to Paul because she's not technically in there, you know. But it was only a placebo. It was only a placebo. It was only a placebo. And then, so um, okay, now we got to talk about this scene, guys. Side <laughs> boob, side boob in Star Trek. I love it. What? That's a good looking side boob, by the way. Is going on in this scene, guys? What is this? Why? Well, is you DePaul... know, she was relaxing, and then she found out that she's going to have a guest, so she puts on a robe. Makes she sense. knew he was coming. Well, yeah, and that's why she was putting on the robe. Her silk takes that long. Her silky robe. Hey, she wears. She likes to be comfortable, Dave. What is There's your problem? There's some here? carryover from her pong far. Okay, that's right. It's... <laughs> Can we talk maybe, about her pajamas? Maybe she was solo pong faring. <laughs> like she got the, the the robe is whatever, but then like it it turns into like, uh, can you give me a massage? And okay, like. These are not standard pajamas. I'm going to go on the record and say that but they she's a Starfleet but issue. But she's a civilian. <laughs> these, don't even seem, these don't even seem like Vulcan. This doesn't seem like be. Vulcan fashion to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you I keep don't know what watching. you got a problem with this for. There's one button keeping her boobs in that uh, shirt. Uh, that button is a hero. It's yeah. No, this is, this is Vulcan fashion. It's practical. She's about to take that off. One button. You know, one button That's is all, all you need. need. Well, button. guys, actually, I just watched uh, Strange New Worlds again over the weekend, and to Pring, look what yeah. she was wearing. Good yep. point. Yep. Good point. Standard uh, Vulcan fashion. Vulcans like to dress sexy. Well, they. Well, yeah, but the 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 thought of sexiness is something that we deal with all the time, whereas they only deal with it every you know what seven years or whatever. So maybe this is normal and they don't care. Like this is just this is not taboo. This isn't anything weird. This is it's just not normal. logical to be uh, you know yeah. concerned about how you look. That's right. Like we can almost see her butt crack. You better have got her... that side boob, you bastard. There it is. All right, good boy. <laughs> And he, she gets to she gets tripped to like basically massage her a bit here, and then she she has. We're gonna get a strike on. Uh, we're gonna get a strike on YouTube now. For this? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this aired on network television. It's fine. This is this is like weird though. You know, especially in the post Me Too movement time, you don't get stuck in a room with your coworker. 
Well, this but, is yeah, but like, this is before is she, that. Is she hitting on him? Is this like is she trying to get him? I don't actually think she is because when you think about it, the Vulcans are very open with their bodies. Like they don't give a shit. Like it, it doesn't really affect them in any way. So it's like they don't care. So there's no modesty. There's no modesty. Yeah. So I don't think this matters to her. They don't even think, like to talk. I about think sex. actually she's just covering up so that way he doesn't feel bad. They, it's so it's such a taboo for them. Like if you ask them like what's going on, they'll like attack you and throw soup across the room and do all kinds of bad things. You know, like anyway, she's enjoying she, this. Though. Did she have like an orgasm? Is that what happened here? No, like, that's she's just feeling relaxed. Have you ever had a good neck massage, Dave? Oh my god, or a good like, back this... massage? Yeah, and she's like, good. okay. Well, she's like, it would only be logical to return the favor. Now, like, him putting his knee. hand on her thigh was a little off, though. Right? Hand on knee, sitting side by side on the bed, buttoning up a shirt. That's classic. We just had sex 90s. Like, 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. classic. And right. she looks like she has regrets. She's like, oh. Yes. Yes, she does. Doesn't yeah. She? Yeah. She's yeah. like, you smell like 33 poops. Yeah. yeah. Why do you smell like somebody poops? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, I was swimming around in a frothy. For some reason, now I want a snow cone. <laughs> we should go up to the uh, We should go up to the uh, thing and get a snow cone now. And she's like, "Are you suggesting like, no I'm I'm implying a sexual advance on you?" And he's what like, flavor? "What?" Yeah. yeah. His reaction is great, though. He's that classic, like, "What? No, no, huh? no. You, huh? you invited me down here." Yeah, and then he's like, then she kind of tells him that like uh, Flocks planted this whole thing, and he's all uh, going there. I really like this whole like thing. Intransigent, unwilling to compromise. I know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, the well, then take off, take off your shirt, then. And so there's some great yeah. one-liners in this show. Yeah, and then she, oh, Ooh, she got oh, him. he found the spot. Yeah. My dog funny. has the same expression when I find a certain spot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <sighs> yeah. And that's that. But don't worry. We get to the coordinates uh, just to end this episode out. And uh, they find the Zindi system. But it, there's no planets. Now she's back in red again. It, yeah. Well, I think she's not in. This is not a uniform. This is just like her outfits. Like, you know, just like how sometimes I wear blue shirts, guys, and sometimes I wear red shirts. We've noticed. You know, like, have you noticed? I have different colors. We sometimes. have noticed, Dave. Every Magic single colors. time we go on an outing with you. Yeah. Okay. Just say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, it's, I know that <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin's face really sums up everything <laughs> I need to say about that. <laughs> Kevin's just like, <sighs> uh, Anyway, and they say they're, they're finding evidence of, of there was an advanced civilization here, but the planet has been destroyed. And um, then they're like, why would he use his last dying breath to tell us that this? You know, just well, that's the question, because this it's planet like, was destroyed 150 years ago. So why did he send them here? Because we have this thing called a temporal time war. Mm -hmm. And uh, that could have killed it a couple days ago, even. But. Because it's been, you know, obviously they can go back in time and forward and all that. So you find that out later. But anyway, uh, I don't know if I follow, but um, well, because he exists in one timeline, but the temporal cord war. So that, that Zindi everywhere. guy they met in the mine, he was from a different timeline. Could have been. But we don't know. know. That's not that's not we're not going to find that out later. We're not going to find that out. No. OK. Um, I think they do explain why that happened, though. 
Well, I'm just confused by it because, here. like, if the planet was destroyed 150 years ago, where was this guy from? You know, and like, wait, we'll never know. He's dead, I guess, and like his story was over. But um, just just trying to analyze this episode, you know, I'm like, okay, well, how, it does leave he, some questions, but I think that get... was on purpose. I think yeah. it was supposed to. Yeah. So there's no planet here, and then we uh, they leave, and then we 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 come back here to the Legion of Doom meeting with the Zindi Council. Did you notice that somebody told Archer not to walk around while he talks anymore? Oh, he was doing it all through the scene um, in the command center. Uh, oh, that's he, true. Yes. He was. Yeah. So it's definitely that's less why than... it's a command center. No chairs. No chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but walking. Exactly. You got something to say? You all, walk. It's all yeah. standing desks. Yeah, they're all standing desks. <laughs> there goes those little bugs again. Those bugs. Um, yeah, they always want to attack the bugs. Well, they're yeah. basically ants, right? Like they're, you know, they're essentially yeah. ants. Kind of anyway, sense. but they're like the, the, these humans are gonna not find what they're looking for. Da, da, da. We gotta finish the weapon quickly, destroy humanity, and get to it. And, she, and then the insectoid wants to, or I'll destroy the Earth ship, whether this council proves or not. That's indicating that's... there is some some problems on the council. And then the yeah. worst enemies ever appear: Rick Berman and. And, uh, the writers of this episode. <laughs> All right. So there's the screenshots. It took us an hour. Uh, let's get through our fun facts. Fun facts with Adam. Thank you. No problem. Okay. So during the third season, for the first time since the original Star Trek uh, series, a Trek series was faced the real danger of cancellation by its network. Yep. But just as Star Trek 1966 was saved from cancellation by a massive letter writing campaign, the same thing happened here. Lots of people wrote letters again. And it got the season renewed for a fourth season. Uh, the the head of UPN acknowledging that the campaign was instrumental in the decision to save the series from cancellation. Unfortunately, the series was canceled uh, following the fourth season. It's the only Star Spoilers. Trek, the only other Star Trek in to be canceled in the middle of its run. Yeah, other than the original. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of people forget that the original was actually canceled. It's yeah. kind of weird, but. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> this episode features the first appearance of Enterprise New Command Center, as well as to Paul's new civilian look, which we've mentioned. So she's got a red and a blue outfit. <laughs> the first appearance of the Zindi humanoids, the Zindi primates, the Zindi insectoids, oh my God. Insects. You almost got it. Thank you. And the Zindi aquatics, although a Zindi reptilian was already seen in the previous episode. This is the first time we've seen a live one. Okay. Yeah, well, it was five different versions. Yep. I, I thought this was interesting as well. Um, so this is the opener of the third season of, of Enterprise and the beginning of the year-long Zindi incident story arc. Uh, Brennan Braggett recalled, and I know you love him, but we looked at the Zindi as a pilot of all sorts. We were reestablishing on Star Trek, what, or sorry, what Enterprise was going to be a little different this year. So we had to think in those terms. We wanted to new, set the new tone right away. And this is not going to be your typical season. We got, we got everything rolling. So we went wanted you to get set up with the Makos and establish the Zindi right away. So we thought, let's just plop them in and say, here they are. So it was actually, this is actually a pretty cool episode that way. We're not waiting. We know exactly what's going on. Yeah, we know exactly yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, that was what my fear was coming into this, was that we, it was going to be like this real like tease about the Zindi, and we weren't going to get to them in this episode, but we do. We get oh, no, you get to them right away. Yeah. 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 Um, and the other thing is the Zindi know they're coming. Which is also interesting yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Stephen Culp, Major Hayes, previously played Commander Martin Madden, Jean-Luc Picard's new episode in Star Trek Nemesis, but his scenes were deleted. Oh, oh yeah. So, like, yeah, the, that, there's a deleted scene in Nemesis where he's, like, the new first officer, which I always hated that scene because I'm like, why wouldn't you just make Worf the new first officer after Data dies? Like, you know. Because Worf was... Uh, Worf was don't you be trashing Worf. Worf. Don't you... No, but Worf was all over the place. Like, he was at DS9. He was he was everywhere. Like, well, they, and then he was part of the console. It's unclear what there. happens between the two years between... It makes the sense end. not to make him it. It, it. Or even Jordy. Plus, Worf also is terrible. Worf Give it to Jordy. Yeah, Jordy might have been a bad idea. Anyway, sorry. Adam. It's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the opening theme song, Where My Heart Will Take Me, received a new, more upbeat arrangement for this season three opener, which, which we all love. Hopefully, Davin's going to join us. Praise my game. It's like the song is galloping. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> it's like it's been remixed with like a bad dance beat or something like i don't know oh. what it is sam wants to know was next gen ds9 and voyager canceled i don't believe any of them no. were officially no, canceled. They all did no. Finish the run. they just didn't want to pay the the staff or the cast uh anymore so they would just replace them basically yeah every seven years okay so to paul's eyebrows changed between the second and third seasons becoming more arched and vulcan like Yes. I, and in know. I, noticed her, I noticed her hair was different, but I didn't really yep. notice the eyebrows. Uh, she revealed that the makeup artists unilaterally decided to sneak the change in uh, prior to her, Unilateral. Uh, what do they think? Uh, hold on. Let's get a quick look at this. Yeah, they go They go more up. I guess they go. Yeah, it just was. But it, was, it wasn't enough that I really necessarily picked up on. Though. I noticed it right away, but it's... I don't really think it was needed. <laughs> no. Like, what does it matter? But anyway. Yep. And then I think I'll just finish up with this. Um, the reception of this uh, this episode was um, basically initially people didn't know how to take it. Honestly, it's because people there was so much going at them. It changed the tone of how the episode, the series was going at this time. So no people didn't understand where we were going. But you know, to Jody's point, this is a very dark season, and yes. <laughs> you know they they managed to come back. I would back go from off to four. say it's probably one of the darkest Star Trek seasons uh, out of all of any time. show, like of all. And that's saying a lot, considering DS Nine had some pretty dark moments. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, not okay. seasons, just individual episodes. Uh, this right. entire season is fairly dark, yeah. though. It's it's quite interesting. Uh, where's my oh Jody? There's one more for you here because you loved it so much. The costume worn by Adam Taylor G Gordon as the young Trip Tucker in the Florida Dream scene was auctioned off. Oh, okay, they get <laughs> find that for you. Twelve dollars yeah. <laughs> to Jody, of course. Twelve dollars in a in a two for one coupon for Subway. All right. Now, now, jo Jody, people are people are calling for some justice here. You know, oh, yeah? they, uh, okay. they're saying stop bullying Davin. I'm not bullying Davin. Oh. I just yeah, don't need no, a three-hour episode a great, for a one-hour show. A love. <laughs> That's all. Davin, Davin do is a, a very <laughs> Davin is a very emotional person. Okay, uh, and, and he has very good insights on things. Well, he's a Pisces. Unfortunately, Davin doesn't know how long he goes to talk for. That's the problem uh, with Davin. He, right, Davin? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds more like my partner, not me. That sounds more like Laputer Dave. 
Yeah. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that statement either. <laughs> All right. Get ready for that reggae version. But first, yeah. guys, let's let's do our yeah, ratings. Um, all right. So the Zindi, we're starting off season. Actually, I'm gonna come out with her one ninety. Okay. McCaddy was awesome in this man. I I didn't even realize it was him until like or like oh, this he's podcast. Awesome. Um, you guys ever seen Pontypool? I don't know. I've heard no. of it, but I've it's never a, seen it. No. It's a movie starring him. It's a Canadian movie starring him. It's awesome. Really? Oh, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Jordy, what do you maybe, give this? Maybe you'll cover that in a podcast that we'll talk about shortly. All right. Uh, I'm going to yeah, give this a, a good idea. I'm going to give this a nine. A nine. I'm giving this a nine. This was solid. It was fun. Okay. Nine. Um, Adam. Eight and a half for me. Half. Okay. Uh, I will. Go... Sorry. Yeah. Learn uh, to hit that center there, bud. Yeah. Right. Uh, I liked it. Okay. It was like maybe a seven and a half for me. Um. <sighs> I'm not going to, but I desperately for the opening want to give it a zero for the new opening. But, <laughs> uh, take, take a point off at the most. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't duck, deduct anything for the new opening. I, I think I'll do seven and a half too. Yeah, I want to change mine to eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got to I got to punish that opening. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Davin? 8.5. He's going along with Adam on this one. Okay. So I think we're uh, going to be pretty close to what IMDb says on this one. Uh, we got a collective eight here. We're pretty yeah. close. You're right. 7.8 is the IMDb. Again, it's a Berman and Braga joint. And uh, <laughs> are, we, are we still in 2153? Yes, it says we're still in 20, uh, Yeah, we would be because uh, it was only six, week, six weeks since they've been in the expanse. So, right. Okay, and I'll just say Zindi, I guess, because everything's going to say that this season. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. You might as well just auto-fill that in. What is episode two called? Or what's oh, well, Dave, I'm glad you asked me that because I don't have it up, but hold the on. The Anomaly. Uh, anomaly, which is the Enterprise is damaged by spatial anomalies and boarded by interstellar pirates who robbed the ship of critical resources. This is about the only episode in the season that doesn't have a lot of Zindi in it. <laughs> but okay no part of the zindi so, so they're trying to do something like a dip, like get off of that story storyline or no i think they were just kind of they they have to give us filler as they travel right so that's okay. that's part of this they they end up breaking down and and then pirates oh, show and up the, Arr. the filler ones really stand out like a sore thumb in this one too because they're on this big mission and all of a sudden there's just like stupid side episode and you're like what i know and they chose the second <laughs> episode of this like <laughs> Yeah. I'm willing to bet that's a Braga joint. <laughs> let's but tease anyway. them. Let's get them all in and then really disappoint them in the second. Well, one. before we have Davin play us out, because I think Davin should play us out. Uh, yeah. Let's let's quickly talk about what other things are on this uh, on this glorious, glorious collective that is Live Long and Podcast. Yes, the Live Long and Podcast, several divisions, several different areas of study. Of course, the Red Division, our command division, focuses on TV and movie reviews, looking back at these different episodes and movies and installments, uh, like Star Trek Prodigy, like Star Trek Discovery, like this, like Star Trek Enterprise and D Space Nine, which we cover on Tuesdays. Check all that out. Our Blue Division, which does class L probes and trivia and uh, debates, uh, Adam and um, Dave and dav and we're just on on sunday they were they were debating was it sunday or saturday 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 night it was saturday um 
Oh, give it a night. Oh, that's pretty good. They're saying, um, yeah. So all kinds of great things going on in the science division, our operations division, which is a yellow division. That's where we do like Star Trek radio theater and uh, writers' rooms and different creative outlets like that. Got one probably coming up in the near future with uh, Star Trek Lower Decks that we're going to be doing. A, oh, a, a, a Star Trek Lower Decks comic book. We're going to be turning that into a radio theater in oh, the near future. Neat. If you didn't know, we did. We just finished our 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 season three of radio theater with our Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier script read back in December. Editing version still uh in progress um and uh and yeah and then of course we got the locutors of trek uh which davin leads along with dave and um mr scott and a few of the others here and live along podcast more of the prior pri pirate radio division if you will we play um, tunes over there too in tunes like reggae yeah, songs, like reggae enterprise versions. Uh, so check out all kinds of great things here at Live Long and Podcast, Luke Cuter's a Trek, and all of the above. we got lots of good things going. We're also part of a federation, a grander federation of podcasts, which includes all kinds of great ones, like Davin's. Uh, he's got the uh, Simpsons one, KBBBL, on Fridays with Francis and Baker, where they talk about an episode of The Simpsons, kind of like what we do here on uh, Live Long and Podcast with the Star Trek episodes. That show is Just... never going to What's that? I said that podcast is never going to end. Well, they have a lot of episodes. <laughs> you got a lot to pull from bad. on that one. It's more than we do here in the Star Trek land. Um, but, you know, they're, they're shorter. Uh, so check that out Fridays with uh, KBBL. There's the Super Mater Brothers podcast, uh, which uh, is mostly television focused, uh, in particular reality TV shows like Big Brother and Survivor. But also we have our, we talk about, like, we like to talk about Marvel. We talk about, like, the, we have the Mary Mater Marvel Society. Uh, you did I did it right that time. Uh, you know, like we just did a whole uh, recap of the MCU stuff, the stuff on Disney Plus, and also theatrical stuff uh, that we talked about all that Marvel stuff uh, over on the Super Mater Brothers podcasting channel. Um, we're going to be coming back probably in March for Big Brother Canada, will be the next uh, thing we'll be covering. Uh, there's other great podcasts within the network, like the Hellbound podcast, Wednesdays with Michael Chan, Alex Blackburn, an audio podcast where they focus on horror things, interviewing horror directors, looking back at horror films. Jessica Chan also very much in the mix over there. Uh, there's the X-Rated podcast, uh, X-Men the Animated Review Show with do Davin do and Andre do. on Tuesdays, do do uh, most do notably do. featuring a, recently an interview with Allison Seeley Smith uh, last nice. night, who's the voice of Storm from that podcast. Awesome. Best uh, version of Storm. Amazing lady. Uh, Best version of Storm. Is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, better than the theatrical version. Um, and well, then That ain't hard. Yeah, the, the Graphics History Podcast, that's Andre's one, where he interviews people from film and from comic books and all kinds of things. Really, really in-depth interviews and uh, long-format audio podcasts. Um, and then Trivial Debates, guys. Trivial Debates is our monthly show. We are about movies, TV, sports. We got uh, It's cool. It's on your birthday. Well, happy early birthday. And for your birthday, you get a, a, a Trivial Debates like none other. We got Jamil hosting. Uh, uh, Focusing. affair. Focusing on Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race, The Challenge, different things like we like to talk about on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. Uh, we got Foster competing along with myself and Jeff Mater. Um, well, that, that determines it for me then. <laughs> it's pretty determined. This is going to be a, a fight. Now, Foster's already overthinking. He's like, how does this work? What do I have to do? What do I have to prepare? So Show uh, up generally would be the, probably the best yeah, thing for him. Well, he's, he's, got, he's got questions. So we're working on that. <laughs> Sometimes people don't even do that. <laughs> it's true um also want to mention the hold up podcast a movie podcast uh that's uh davin and uh chris Murphy. i'm hoping to be a part of soon yes I've i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be on it was gonna be wednesday i already oh, yeah, did you already did 
Yeah, we got you on. That's coming up soon. Spy yeah. movies. You guys are doing spy movies, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, we're doing po- politics, political movies. This uh, oh, it's going to be. It's just. Oh, for... oh it's going to be. It's we, gonna what be, are the movies? Break up the family. We might. What are the movies? The yeah. The David movies? and I might go to. We, this might be um, a whole civil war in, in, in the making. <laughs> yeah. here. I can't Guys. wait. What are the movies? Uh, okay. So uh, Davin's pick was Dr. Strangelove. Very good movie. Uh, my pick, right. The American President. Also a good movie. And uh, Murphy's pick, Lincoln. Ugh. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't Ugh. got to Lincoln yet. Uh, but I've seen it before. Visually, so. it's a good movie. Um, and so I, I watched Doctor Strangelove for the first time the other day. Well, that wouldn't be a thing for you, Dave. It was not for me. That's not a movie for Dave. I, I, at the end, I just I turned to Jane and go, "Is this supposed to be funny? Like, are they trying to make me it's laugh?" Hilarious. It's absolutely. So, yes, hilarious. I laughed out loud so many times. I laughed uh, a few we'll times. Save but... it. Save it for Thursday. All right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's coming up uh, for uh, – I'd hold up. Uh, it's going to be Thursday this week because I got some leave tickets, and so the guys uh, – No, I'm sorry. Agreed to uh, postpone. Where are they playing? Nashville. Oh, well, you matter. might actually see a win then. Yeah. So uh, I'm taking my dad. Or, um, so we should be good times. Okay. So uh, I think those are all the Federation podcasts. And on that note, I think maybe – Get out of here. I think, uh, I think it's time. Uh, as uh, somebody said in the chat here, hold on, I'm just trying to find it. Uh, there it is. Bring back Davin. Bring back well, we did. Yeah. And give us the, and give us that 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 version. Play us that out version. It's been a long road. I can't hear the music. Getting from there to here. Oh, there it is. It's been a long time. But my time is finally near. I will see my dreams come alive at last. I will touch the sky. I'm not going to hold me down no more. I'm not going to change my mind. I got faith. 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 I think we're improvising now. <laughs> I got so it's an improvement. Yeah, I, got I so would say so. <laughs> strength on my soul. Jody, take it. No. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Live long and <laughs> podcast, everybody. Live in the heart. And we out.